But then again, who asked me? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. How is everybody doing? And before y'all say it, I already know I'm late. All right, I told y'all I was going to be late. So if I told you I was going to be late, it doesn't count. I'm just kidding. No, I completely fucked up because I didn't, it didn't register to me that I watched the shows on Peacock and they come out a day late, which is really fine for everything else except for Beverly Hills. So when I went to watch Beverly Hills yesterday for this episode, for the recaps, I was like, oh shit, I release on Thursdays. I don't get to watch Beverly Hills until Thursday. So you know what? Honestly, I'm still going to release on Thursdays. I'll just have to record the Beverly Hills segment like Thursday morning. But nevertheless, how is everybody? How is everybody doing? Um, I want to start off this by saying thank you to everybody who sent me a nice message last week after the episode. Um, I was very vulnerable. You know, you will probably never catch me crying again. <laughs> I am not a public crier. I am somebody who's like going to button that shit up really quick. You will never see me get online with tears rolling down my face. Um, I just can never possibly do that. But you all sent me a lot of really nice encouraging messages after my episode last week. Like I always say, I know I don't have a huge following, but I love my little Who Asked Me podcast community. Um, You know, some people like to talk shit and that's fine. Um, And like, she doesn't even have that many followers. I surely don't. But the followers that I do have are quality, baby. Um, So I really appreciate it. With that, let's go ahead and get into the pop culture segment of the week. I don't really have a lot. Um, I cannot mention a pop culture segment this week without mentioning Ben Affleck and Jen Lopez. Well, Jen Affleck now got married. This is his second Jennifer wife. This is this. At least he can never mess up the name, I guess. But um, I don't really care about them. I'm not a person that was gooped and gagged when we all found out that they were back together. Um, I'm happy for them. If they like it, I love it, you know, and obviously they love it. They got married. Um, cool. I just, I have feelings about Jennifer Lopez and meh, all right, good for them. But besides that, I want to talk about Back to the Beach really quick. And if you don't know what Back to the Beach is, that is the Laguna Beach podcast with Kristen Cavalieri and Stephen Coletti. <laughs> Y'all, I was like, okay, let me definitely give this a little, little listen. And I just forget how much I used to live for Laguna Beach. Like, live, honey. That is one of the earliest shows. Well, besides, like, real world and stuff. But that was, like, one of the earliest, like, reality docu-series. And I'm using air quotes there shows. Because as we learned, Laguna Beach, the hill is completely fake. And it's like, but how Kristen and Steven explain it is, yeah, they took aspects of their life. So the Kristen, Elsie... Steven love triangle was real, but it just was not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things before MTV got a hold of it. And they took small aspects of their life and blew them up. So they would be able to tell a story, which is like, wow. And you know, they go by, they're going by episode by episode, um, and revealing the secrets within. And I really hope they're going to have guests. Like if they had, Kristen Cavalier, or not Chris Cavalier, Elsie, that would be, wow. I don't know if they are because I do think that there still is some eh between Lauren and Kristen. Like 
as much as it's fake, I still do think that maybe their souls just didn't align or maybe Lauren just really played into it. I don't fucking know, but I love it. I will be listening every freaking week because I was really shocked at how like in depth they got and how many secrets they revealed. And then not only that, you know what really got me thinking as a grown adult, I cannot believe that these parents signed on to let their kids be on reality TV. And from what Steven explains, like all of them did want to work in entertainment. I know Steven has acted and I he does like some producing and he talks about how they would let him hold the camera and stuff during uh, shooting scenes for Laguna Beach and like walk-ups and stuff. And I know he does like a lot of behind the scenes stuff now, but I'm just like, I don't think like as a 17, 18 year old, my parents, well, 18 Nah. but my parents would have allowed me to do that like I feel like they would have been like no Giselle absolutely the fuck not because the things that they were talking about the things that they were doing mm, I also did not want my parents to see any of that but if you haven't listened to it you should check it out because I was obsessed and Kristen Cavalieri had like a small hand in how bitchy I was for a little bit as a teenager but nevertheless moving on let's get into our shows for the week So Girls Trip wrapped up this week and, you know, I feel like last season we had eight episodes and then they left. But this season we had seven episodes and they left on the seventh. But maybe that's because everybody could not wait to get the fuck out of Bloomstone Manor and away from Durant. (laughs) Like Eva said, I would not be doing this shit again. You know, this season was far more entertaining than last. No doubt about it. But I do think that this cast came out of Blue Stone Manor with a bit of um, trauma, if I'm being quite honest. <laughs> Mostly from Dorinda, somewhat from Brandy. <laughs> Speaking of Brandy, Miss Mama coming down. Mm-mm. Waking up in her clothes from last night, her hair and makeup from last night, I shudder, shudder to think like, oh my God. And you know what? You obviously did not brush your teeth because there's no way in my mind that you got up, kept that fucking sparkly dress on, didn't brush your hair and said, oh, I'll brush my teeth at least. Like, no, no, I I could not. And then she went back upstairs and just put a fucking robe on it and came back down. I mean, I feel like she was just trying to get a reaction, but I can't. I mean, I do think we need a reunion from this season as well but it's not gonna happen all that would happen was dorinda talking over everybody and denying that she did anything wrong um we did see photos they are starting to film season three of ultimate girls trip i'm not that impressed by the cast mostly because leah is there and like i said this is somebody this past week when it finally came out and of course i saw somebody like cropped leah out of it and was like fixed it and then somebody else was like no just over her and I said this I said you know what as much as I love that we're all on the same page about her she's just gonna come back and be like people are so fucking nasty like why be that negative why put that energy out it's like Leah your energy isn't always great let's ask Ebony okay I'm sure she would have something to say differently I just fucking hate when people don't have the best energy themselves and then they want to be like why would you put that negativity in the world? I'm like, you, you, 
I just can't. And I'm sure that's going to be one of her main talking points too, is about how the fans don't like her. I am excited to see Candace on that trip. And I'm super interested to see her interact with Portia because I know Portia was not like super fan of her when they were doing Bravo chat room. Um, speaking of Candace, I'm ready for Potomac to come back. I'm so fucking ready. I feel like they've wrapped, especially since Giselle and Candace are in Thailand with everybody else. So chop, chop, Let, let's get to it. Doesn't it usually come out like around the end of the summer, like August? or so I feel like that's that's when it usually we usually see it because I'm ready to see single Ashley I'm just ready to see it all honestly truly um let's head over to Atlanta so we get a little bit more behind the scenes of Marlo sending the voice to her sisters and I'm gonna be honest I see both sides of this because let me tell you first things first that room that room was absolutely fucking disgusting and don't make a bit of damn sense I hate to sound like my mom but that That'll make no damn sense. I definitely had a messy room as a teenager, but mm -mm. and then the punching of the holes in the walls, like we won't be doing that. We won't be disrespecting people's property because something definitely needs to be straightened up. Um, do I think that sending them off to another family member was the best decision? I don't know. I don't know. But we have to remember that Marlo is not a mom at all. She's not a mom at all, okay? And she took them in and like, it's not like she sent them to so, like a foster care or something like that. They're staying with her other sister. Yes, granted the house is smaller, but like, I don't know. I think there's a lot to be taken into consideration here. From Marlo's side, I'm like, well, you spoiled them rotten. Like you spoiled them in such a small amount of time and I get it. You just wanted them to like feel happy and forget about the things going on in their life. But at the same time, they're teenagers. Lessons need to be learned here. Again, I don't know. I don't know. I think it takes a village like the ladies were saying. And maybe it's just time for somebody else in that house to help. And, you know, she also says that she took in her sister, Crystal, when Crystal was younger. So, and, and that she had to, you know, draw the line because she spoiled her and then she sent her to stay with her mom and she, you know, came right back. I think her sister did put it best though when she says there's just some things that the boys shouldn't hear. And I know being a parent is like, mm, I cannot even imagine. Um, so I definitely couldn't imagine not being a parent and then taking the kids in, especially at their age. Um, and I, I will say, I don't think Marlo kicked them out with ease. You know what I mean? I don't think... It was just like a okay, this is a very fucking easy decision to me. Get the fuck out. I think it it and she said it like plagued her. She didn't want to do it, but she needs some time. And I I think that is fair, to be honest with all of you. Um, I think maybe we need to regroup and set some ground rules because you you just cannot be punching holes in my house and, and you know, or in walls, period. Um whether that's a case of like, they need to seek some therapy or what, whatever have you. But I think some, maybe some time apart and then come back together is probably best after what, everything I heard. Um, with her time apart, she is treating the women to head to Blue Ridge. Okay. There's too many blues. Okay. We got Bluestone Manor, Blue Ridge. I don't even know the, that's the name, but and the funniest thing to me is when the driver told Candy and them that they could not eat in that car, Candy got out with no hesitation because if there is one thing one thing candy is not gonna do is miss a damn meal or a beat or a bag i thought that was gonna be her tagline for a second <laughs> because i get hangry but candy takes it to another level 
And honestly, same. There's no way I'm getting on. I am not getting on the road at all being hungry. It's not a good idea. Because by the time we get there, I don't care if we travel in an hour, two hours. By the time we get there, I'm going to be a monster. All right. Now, I want to I want to touch on this. Drew, Patoon probably knows so much about your business because your husband has it in the streets and it's messy. Like, hello? Hello? All right. And I need to know when, so when the women get to Blue Stone Ridge, Blue, wherever, Blue Ridge Mountain, they go out to eat. And this is what I need to know. I need to know where they go to these places and randomly talk to these people who don't know who they are because they start talking to some ladies that are having like a little girl's night out or whatever. And it's hard. It's really hard to see people living your dreams because that is my dream. I love to go out to eat. I love to get some drinks. To be eating and drinking at a restaurant in the fucking housewives show up. And I know that's not the case. I know that they, you know, they have to get clear, get it cleared by the restaurant and all of these things. But like, I just want to be a patron and have the housewife show up. I'll sign my release. And then I want to have them randomly talk to me. And then I can make a friend real quick by that. It's a grand plan. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, of course, Kenya shows up and look, I'm, I'm not, I'm not mad at Kenya. I understand both Kenya and Marlo's sides of this argument. Do I think if I planned a trip and someone wanted to stay somewhere else, I would be like, well, I don't want you. No, that's dumb because I'm not mad at Kenya for always having a backup plan because if there's one thing I need, it's my space, especially on a big trip. Um, And I'm also not mad at her for using her kid as an excuse because once I get there, once I have children, you better believe I will absolutely be using them as an excuse to do shit that I don't want to do. All right. Where I am mad at Kenya, it's like, Kenya, you always, she always gets mad at people for doing things that she does. Like both of y'all's mouths got the best of you. Okay. I can't. It's just funny because Kenya, like I said, she does the same thing. You don't listen either. Marlo, I think Marlo just started talking over her because she knew it was funny and it was going to make her mad. But on Marlo's side of things, like Marlo, who doesn't lie about being sick? Okay. Yeah, actually, Marlo in Kenya. If I said I was sick and somebody was like, bitch, you know, you just didn't want to come out. I'd be like, you know what you write. It's not that big of a deal on either one of their sides. But once again, once again, as we see for the preview of next week, Kenya's going to fucking take it too far. You do not need to be talking about that woman's nephews at all. And especially not comparing it to whatever you're going through with her. Like, my God, my God. I just can't. I really fucking can't. But on the Atlanta tip, let's stay in Atlanta and just hop on over to Married to Medicine. Now, y'all know I love these Married to Medicine ladies because they they just deliver. We open up this episode with Heavenly visiting Dr. Daki saying, I could be pregnant. Now, ma'am, now, miss ma'am, we all know that's the damn pause. And Dr. Jackie lets her know. She says, welcome to mature, the mature club. All right. Oh, heavenly is a mess, but she is a necessary mess. Then we get to go over and see Miss Quad. And let me tell you who I am quickly starting to love. And that is little Mason. He sounds like a grown ass 70 year old man. 
in a seven-year-old's body. And it's too funny to me because when he said, these kids sound like maniacs, as someone who used to hate the bus and I mean, hate, I hear you. <clears throat> why, why, why is it seven o'clock in the morning? And you're fucking screaming. Where does all that energy come from at seven o'clock in the morning? I've never been a fucking morning person ever. All right. And then you want to be loud in the morning on top of that? No, absolutely not. All right. Let me go check over with Anila. And let me tell you something. I'm already tired. I'm already tired of hearing Anila say blog because what she means is vlog with a V, not blog. And I saw somebody earlier on Instagram was like, this cannot be the blog that Anila is going on and on about because it hasn't had a post since 2019. Like Miss Mama, influencer, vlog. That's what you mean. Like, oh my God. But I do feel her about breaking down the boxes because a couple things that I don't do as a strong independent woman with a man is take the trash out and break down boxes. I don't know why, but I literally fucking hate it. I refuse to do it. We literally have some boxes in there now. And I've been like telling my husband, like, are you going to break those down? He's like, you put those there. I'm like, don't act brand new. We've been together for fucking years. Do not <laughs> stop it. I'm not doing it. All right. <sighs> so the catalyst of this episode is heavenly store opening and first of all that is the nicest beauty supply store I have ever seen in my life I live in St. Louis the beauty supply stores are I love them I still go to them but they're a little they're a little rough I'm not gonna lie to you they're a little rough all right only heavenly would give these backhanded compliments to somebody who she's trying to get to invest in her fucking store like why would you say that man's suits are 25 years old heavenly you need his money. He's going to see this. You're on television. Oh, but thankfully, what's her face was there to back her booty all up on him and push her titties in his face because I'm sure, I'm sure that helped a lot. Uh, so all of the ladies show up at the store opening. Um, we have Anila, Miss Quad, and Jackie all in the fashion show. And for whatever reason, even though contessa has not been able to stop saying like she's mad at heavenly she needs to talk to her da, 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 da. she's pressed about not being in the fashion show not being asked to be in the fashion show please i really try with contessa i really do because i felt bad for her last season but like what are you talking about first of all not only did you sit your you've said that you're mad at her okay but also you have sat here and you had a funky ass attitude you talked about every little thing in that fucking fashion show down why would she ask you to model y'all's relationship is not on the best of terms okay like oh and you know what i like i said last week i get do i think heavenly was right for talking about that stuff on a public platform no no, like it should have been within the group of people but then like on the episode for or for the preview for next week contessa is like over dramatic. I'm just going to say it. Fucking over dramatic. She says, No one knew about my uh, relationship problems until you. Now, Contessa, we literally have a whole fucking season last year to disprove that. So you might want to, in the words of Dorinda, back that up. Back that the fuck up too. Why are you wearing that wig that you're wearing while you're yelling at her? Like she gets like really, really upset. Even though I haven't seen the episode yet, I just really feel like some of this anger is misplaced again. I don't think that Heavenly should have done that shit. I really don't. But to say Heavenly is the reason you're 
marriage was a mess. That's just not true. Your husband, your husband was the reason your marriage is messed. Hello. Same thing with Drew. All right. And then speaking of heavenly, one of those times she's going to drop it and not be able to get back up. I think it's amazing that she can still do that because I definitely can't drop it that many times in a row and just snap back up. But girl, come on, you need, you guys some knees and I tell us, tell us what it is. Okay. The fireworks are about to start, starting neck, popping off next week. Okay. And I'm excited for that because I need to see what this intervention in entails at the beginning. Well, we're still at the beginning of the season, but like when they showed the preview for the whole season, I thought that everybody was going to be in on it. And now it seems like everybody wasn't necessarily in on it. I don't know. Next week going to be good, but let's talk about Beverly Hills. So one thing I realized that I'm like fully, fully into hate watching Beverly Hills right now. And I don't know if I've been full all the way into a hate watch, but this is an episode that I really, really realized that I was because I critiqued every damn thing. Like I thoroughly enjoyed all the rest of the shows this week. And for what, and I have such a laundry list from Beverly Hills and I just read through it. And I'm like, I'm hate watching this. I really fucking am. But I'm still going to give you the recap on it. So at this point, Rena could have just sat the whole season out. Like she really fucking could. She was gone because of Lois and she was with Harry. Then she got COVID. I think we proved we don't need her. Okay. So the women have a charity luncheon at Kyle's house. Jamie Lee Curtis comes. And you know what? I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I, I like her. But this right here is why Kyle thinks she's above any type of like personality flaws because a celebrity is in her home telling her she has such a good heart. She doesn't care about her gray hair. She does. That's why Kyle thinks she's above personality flaws. Like the riches opinion matter and that's it. Like uh, us plebeians, our opinions don't matter. Only the rich. All right. While at this lunch, um, sure. Is her name? I was under the impression that Will Smith's ex-wife's name was Cherie. However, I keep hearing people call her both Cherie and Cheree. And I mean like people on the cast, like Erica calls her Cheree this episode. So I'm just a little confused because I thought, I'm pretty sure she introduced herself as Cherie. I don't know. Her eyelash starts falling off. And for whatever reason, she trusts Sutton to glue it back on. First things first, let me tell you something. I have lash extensions. Yes, I'm one of those people. I do not have them up to my eyebrows, but I have a very sensible lash extension and I will keep them because I have no fucking eyelashes and it makes me very uncomfortable. And when I don't have lash extensions, I keep a strip lash on, honey. When I have strip lashes on, I don't let anybody, anybody fix them. I take myself to the bathroom and I do it myself. Why? Because I'm not trying to end up just like Cherie. I'm really not. On the other side of the table, we have Dorit fangirling out over every fucking word that Jamie Lee Curtis says. Um, she's showing off a license plate holder in a tumbler, like dead ass and a blanket and a candle. And it's just a very gift baggy gifts. And Dorit's like, oh my God, so chic. So amazing. Dorit, shut the actual fuck up. Like I literally can't. I cannot. On top of things I cannot with, Diana saying that she's repulsed by Sutton. And after she had the lunch with her, she went home and scrubbed herself. That is rich, rich. Coming from a woman who's been in the same room of, as Jeffrey Epstein multiple fucking times. Girl, again, 
I'm going to hit my Dorinda button. You need to back that shit up. I don't even know if you understand what just came out of your fucking mouth. First of all, you don't like Sutton. We got it. You came in here with a fucking agenda. It is so clear to me that Diana came into Beverly Hills with an agenda. But to say she's repulsed by Sutton and you had to go home and take a shower, grow up, okay? Grow up. And to be honest, the end of this fucking luncheon, as far as Jamie Lee Curtis is involved, at least, this is why I can't with rich people and their charity functions and their charity giving, because it becomes, it's about them. It's not about the actual charity. Kyle says that she's giving 25,000 and then Diana's like, I'm matching it. I'm matching it. And then Kyle says, maybe I should have given a higher number. Is it even really about the charity anymore? No, it's self-serving. Like, yeah, the charity benefits because 25,000 or $50,000 now, but still, I am so much more than like, I can't, I don't care if you give to a charity. I care about how you fucking treat people that are affected by that charity when you're faced and with them one-on-one. That's what I fucking give a shit about. Okay. Now, this is another thing that I just could not with this episode. The way these women talk about or talk to Crystal is an issue within itself. But then, of course, the way they fucking like try and handle her eating disorder, like you most honestly, you could just listen, including you, Kyle. I know that you relate to it. I get that. But like, I can't. I don't recognize some of these comparisons that Kyle is trying to make because I'm just like, this is how you struggled. And you're you're cutting Crystal off while she's talking about her eating disorder to act like you wrote the book on it. Having an eating disorder isn't linear. It's, it's literally not. So can we please stop? Because I, I, my heart breaks for Crystal in these conversations with these fucking women. It really does. <sighs> and then like Kyle says, like, I've educated myself and my daughters enough so that they're never in this position. And I don't know that... That sentence to me, that statement just came, gave me the ick because you can be like educated, like overly educated on something like an eating disorder, but that that sometimes that might happen. I mean, Crystal even said like she, her education on it when she was younger is what taught her like how, how to do it. So like, I don't know. I just, I've, a lot of comments from Kyle and then of clearly Erica at the end of the episode gave me the fucking ick. But then all the women come together and sit down. And again, I just want to know who the fuck Diana thinks she is. Okay. All of the women say they thought that the miscarriage was a while ago. And Sutton agrees. And then Diana says, but Sutton should know better. Why should Sutton know better? She just met you. All of them said they thought it was a while ago. No one knew. We just went over the timeline of things. So why the fuck should Sutton know better? She literally, literally had her sights set on Sutton. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody says. And she's such a fucking flop. I, if she's back next season, I'm going to be fucking shook. Uh, then we get a conversation between Erica and Lisa. And they're talking about the LA Magazine article and, you know, Erica just says it repeats a whole bunch of stuff. And then she says something that's interesting to me. She says, they called me an ambitious wife. Like it's a bad thing. Okay, well, let's dissect the word ambitious a little bit. Okay. 
because right now she's trying to play the feminism card. Ambition is generally considered a good word. Like it's generally considered a compliment. All right. Um, but what I also can say, or how I also can use it is say somebody was ambitious on taking someone down. I can say that they were ambitious to be rich no matter what, no matter who they hurt. You get what I'm getting at there? It's not always a good thing. Okay. And Erica tells us she's staying married to Tom because right now she'd technically have to pay him alimony. Girl, we don't care. Okay. We don't care. And something else I could care less about is Diana's party or life because I think she's a fucking shitty human. All right. Then we finally get to see Kathy. Kyle goes to visit her sister and Kyle is once again full of shit because you knew who Paula was. You knew her name was Paula. Kathy told us at the reunion. Andy asked her, who's the lady? And Kathy said, it's Paula. She just started working for me and I forgot her. I think that's the excuse she used. I don't fucking know. So then we go over to Diana's party. Um, I'm just let y'all know right now, if y'all see me in a dress like crystals over Christmas time, don't say nothing. You already know where I got the inspo from because I'm fucking obsessed with it. The whole outfit. Now on me, because I got a big ass, it's probably going to be shorter, even shorter than it was on Crystal, but I'm aware of that. I'm, I'm aware of that. Okay. And you know, it's also very obvious to me that the, a lot of these women, Kyle, Rena, are trying to solidify a place in Diana's life. Like they just really, Diana might as well bend over so they can kiss her ass even easier. I don't understand. Like, did y'all not see, y'all didn't see what we saw during filming? I don't fucking know. I literally have no clue what goes on in Beverly Hills anymore because how we wrap this episode up with Erica talking to Chris I'm disgusted now that that I'm repulsed by Diana I'm repulsed by the things that Erica was saying to Crystal because what the fuck from beginning to end from the laxative comment to everything else it was just gross when the chicken tenders get brought out and she says you can't have this what the fuck is wrong with you what the fuck have to commend crystal because i would have slapped the fucking shit out of her and i get like i totally understand crystal is in a very vulnerable state and i can only fucking imagine crystal's mind because she has tried to be vulnerable and open up to these ladies so many fucking times and every single time they either try to invalidate her feelings or make a mockery out of what she's talking about or try and make it what her what she's trying to share about them like my heart really, really, really fucking broke for her. It really did. I just, I can't. I really fucking can't with Beverly Hills. I'm gonna finish out this season, but we need to make changes. All right. We also got the mid-season trailer um, where we're finally gonna get into what Kathy Hilton said or did. And you know what? I think I might've said this back when we started figuring out like what trajectory this season was gonna take. It can also be true. Like two things can be true. Kathy Hilton Kilton could have said something completely gross and Erica still needs to be held accountable for the orphans, the widows, the earrings. Like Erica, just because Kathy might've said something awful, which do I think she did? Yeah. I think all of them say awful things and no one says anything about it. Just because Kathy Hilton said something terrible doesn't mean that you're off the hook for the earrings, the orphans, the widows, the money that you spent that didn't belong to you or Tom. Hello? Hello? My God. And to be honest, like, it's just incessant. 
not incessant. And I'm interested to see like where this ends up because of course we see Kyle saying like somebody in this group wants to take my sister down. I see Renna get a little, actually not even a little, get all the way out of line with Crystal. And I'm not here to have it, okay? I am not fucking having it. This is about to be a mess. I really feel like we're about to drag them. We are about to drag them through the rest of this season. But they don't care. They do not give a fuck. Oh, with that, that's all the recap I have for the shows this week. As most of you know, I got a wild bug up my ass and decided to start Southern Charm on Sunday. Um, if you follow me over on Instagram, like I said, I went to a wedding Saturday night. And when I say I just meant to go to this wedding eat, drink, be merry, see my friends, and then leave and go home. That was my fucking plan. And then next thing I know, it's three in the morning. I'm at the casino, pretty fucking drunk. And I'm like, shit, I need to get an Uber because I work tomorrow. So I worked all day Sunday and that was treacherous. Working with a hangover is not fun. Bartending with a hangover is not fucking fun. Um, And then when I got home, I needed a nap. And for whatever reason, the spirit came over me and said, turn on Southern Charm. So I started it from the, from season one, from the beginning. Um, now I did fall asleep on some of season one, but I finished that. It was only like seven or eight episodes in season one. And when I got to season two, I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not about to do the whole thing. So that's when I started randomly selecting episodes throughout the seasons. And now I'm on season five. I know on Instagram, I said I was on season six, but look, a lot happened in a long, (laughs) in a short amount of time. I got confused. I'm on season five now. And this is a season where shit goes down. Like they just exposed JD. Um, Ash, it's the Ashley season. Okay. She is mean. All right. And then I'm probably going to watch all of season five, all of season six. Cause everyone's like, you know, season five is like when it gets good. And like I said, I didn't realize like what a small amount of time Naomi, Chelsea, and them were actually on the show. I always thought that they were a bigger part of the show, but I get it now. A lot happened in a small amount of time. I can't say whether or not I'm going to be a regular watcher of Southern Charm um, because it's already started to wear off for me, especially like, I know a lot of people on Bravo TV shows are shitty people, but like Southern Charm people are shitty people. So we'll see what comes of it, but I'm already like losing my wind. Um, Did any of you watch Claim to Fame like I asked? Okay. Because I need to discuss it with people. So if you haven't watched Claim to Fame, you can. It's on, I'm watching it on Hulu. So I watch it the day after it comes out, like everything else. Um, But besides that, I don't have anything else for this week. Hopefully I can get a guest on next week. So it's not just me talking about myself. However, if it is, we'll still have a good time. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram over at Who Asked Me Podcast for the podcast page. If you want to follow my personal page, that is at Zell's Life, S-E-L-L-E-S-L-I-F-E. That's all I have for you guys this week. Don't forget to rate and review me on Apple Podcasts. Throw me a rating on Spotify so we can get myself out there a little bit more. All right. I'll talk to y'all next week.